When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. To be down 27-10 on the road, just like you were against Philadelphia, and find a way to come back and win that football game tells me that... This team is for real. They're winning the close games this year in comparison to what they did last. Like, that's the difference with Minnesota this year. They didn't win any of these close games last year. They won seven straight by one score. That, and they didn't win any of them last year. Yeah. I think they were like three and nine last year in single score games. And this year, obviously, they seven straight. Yeah. So that's, you're, you're watching this team kind of build resolve throughout the year. Uh oh, little national hype, John. National hype. Unbelievable. Get the Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Un- I need more enthusiasm. Yeah, I was about to say, you don't really sound too enthused. You sound annoyed. Did you already use all your enthusiasm on Sunday and Monday? Are your arm? Are your labrums frayed? I got to dial it back down. I got to dial it back down a little bit. It's Tuesday. I got to re-energize. You see, this is the problem, you guys. Don't get ahead of yourselves. Buffalo now is in the rearview mirror. You got to gear up for Dallas. I thought we got until until Wednesday. Didn't we? Isn't Wednesday no, the day that, no, that we no, refresh the preparation? Hours, 24 hours yesterday. Great excitement. Right now, resetting. Tomorrow, we begin full preparations for the Cowboys. But I'm going to tell you okay. right now, don't don't buy into to the hype. It might be nice to hear. Dial it back, calm down, and now you got another challenge on Sunday. You got three tough games here. KOC and I aren't. We're not going to overlook teams. I love it. You were you were actually providing some uh, some good motivation for fans via Twitter last mm-hmm. night too, which we we can get into on the show today. Later on, Judd will guess the PFF grades from the Bills Vikings game. And uh, we will rank NFL teams and let you know where we think the Vikings are. But this show, Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die, is uh, presented by our friends at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. And uh, so many people showing us their cans via pictures on social media of those glorious before I die tall boys as the Vikings inch closer to paying off that slogan. Right. Eight, I mean, eight, it's not even a slogan. It's a it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle that that is important. And at, at eight and one, every win again, this is why you take it week by week, because every win gets us closer to the potential that before we die, we will see a 
Vikings Championship. And that, of course, is why Surly made an outstanding beer called exactly that before I die in some purple colors. Um, enjoy that. Enjoy a Furious. Enjoy a Logic Bomb. Celebrate Vikings wins the proper way. That's with our friends at Surly Brewing providing the beverage of choice. A freaking men. So a thing happened in the NFL last night. Diet Brett Favre went on the road, <laughs> Taylor Heineke, or uh, yeah. Taylor Chains, if you watch the Taylor post-game plane celebration. Bush Latte guy, just, just pounding, pounding some domestic beers. Just slamming skunky beer. And we should get him some surly, actually, That's if he really do. wants to celebrate. Yeah. But uh, the commanders, and you know what's funny? Just to back up, I feel like this show largely braced fans before that commanders game when the Vikings went on the road and said, like, everyone's just... Chalking this up to a disaster franchise. It is a disaster franchise, but it's a competitive, decent football team. They're, they're now five wins on the season. And so that game when the Vikings went into Washington was never supposed to be a blowout, get-right game. It was always going to be kind of a tough one where you might trail in the second half, great pass rush. And they took all those things into Philadelphia and handed the Eagles their first loss of the season. So technically, the Eagles are still the number one seed because they hold the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Vikings. But uh, last night... The Vikings inched a little closer to the number one overall seed. So where do you let's start with this question here? Now that the Vikings are tied with the Eagles for the best record in the NFL, and uh, and you got some the national hype train is starting to leave the station a little bit here. Have and even Kevin O'Connell in the post game the, the Vikings posted like a two and a half minute sort of locker room speech and game ball celebration. And the first thing he said was, boys, we have stuck our flag in the ground, or however he phrased it, as being today one of the best teams in the NFL. So how would you characterize their their status in the NFL? And we'll get to the actual rankings later, but, like, are they now officially Super Bowl contenders for you? I think they are Super Bowl contenders to make the game because the conference, clearly the Vikings, and it's fortune, too, and they've played – I don't want to say they play great, but they play hard, and and uh, they do a great job in the most important quarter, which they previously didn't do, which is the fourth quarter. The Vikings are the a second quarter. The, yeah, the Viking. Well, the Vikings are a definite contender for the Super Bowl from the conference. Now, that being said, I think that there is probably a handful or fewer of teams that are going to be pesky as hell. Like this is going to be. It's not going to win style points, but. I, I I see Philadelphia declining right now, but they can pop back up. Uh, I think San Francisco, that defense is coming on, and they're going to be tough. The Vikings, though, are right in the middle of that group. So I am not overly haughty. I am not like, well, the Packers suck now, and the Vikings are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think that would be a mistake. What I am is quietly confident as we watch this team play week by week that it is learning or has learned by now how to win the games that are the most important which is you know this whole notion of oh you should blow teams out that's not real life like this is not the 98 vikings and it certainly is not the greatest show on turf rams and it's not the high-flying what was it 2007 brady to moss patriots no it's just not those teams which is fine it's not even the chiefs but the reality is this team is doing an incredibly impressive job of winning games that are that are tough games, and that lends you to be quietly confident. 
But don't ever think that the Vikings have like pulled away from the rest of the conference. They're not going to. Uh, there are going to be a handful of teams or or fewer than that that are going to be incredibly competitive, and it's going to make this fun. So enjoy the ride. You know, to your to your point about you know the lack of blowouts. Again, it it would be nice that there's another sort of level here of offense I think that they can tap into and and it would be nice to see a couple decisive victories before the season's over just to all right they can create some separation but last year's Rams are kind of a kind of a great example if you look at like the last month and a half of their regular season schedule and then you look at the last three playoff games they played on their way to winning a Super Bowl you know they go uh, early December now they did have some blowouts so don't get me wrong but, okay, at Arizona, they win by a touchdown, and then they have a grinded-out win over the Seahawks. And then at Vikings, they win. We remember that game. The Vikings, I think they were up by two scores at one point, but the Vikings fought back in the second half of that game, and they win by one score. Mm-hmm. At Baltimore, 20-19, to uh, a loss in the final game of the season in overtime to San Francisco. They did blow out the Cardinals in the first round, but then their three playoff games after that were grind-out games against the Buccaneers, three-point win, the Niners three point win, and then the Bengals three point win. The three decisive games to win the Super Bowl were grinded out, twenty three points to win it, thirty points, three point victories. Yep. And and so, to your point, they are going to lose games between now and the end of the regular season, almost certainly. Like unless anyone out there, and I'm sure there are some people. You want to raise your hand and say this is a sixteen and one football team. And they're just going to smooth sail all the way to a Super Bowl championship. The win over Buffalo does not mean that they're going to win out or that they're going to now just like keep ascending. They're probably going to trip a couple times. They might trip against Dallas. Dallas is going to be pissed off about a loss against Green Bay, right? So to me, the like, there, I think there's some fans that are like, they just have Ode to Joy just blasting in their head, like, this is all. Here we go. Legally required to get the flag whenever you do that. Don't forget. (laughs) So to be clear, I love how you can hear the wind of Judd's flag through his microphone. Right by the microphone, yeah. (laughs) The win over Buffalo did not guarantee just total ascension from now until February. Right. The win over Buffalo, however, did guarantee that you know how to win games like that against one of the three best teams in the NFL in a road environment where you're down by 17 points. It was more about the the validation and the reference point of knowing how to win a game like that than it was about now you're going now the expectation is to run the table and go 16 and 1 and blow everybody out. Let's go. Well, and f- from what um O'Connell said post game too, the other thing that's so important is we can say, well, I mean, the Vikings were 7-1, and one, and they're a good team, and if they had lost, it's still fine. But O'Connell's words carry weight, and that's this. Everyone in that locker room after that win believed more than they did at the start of that game. There's no question about it. You go into Buffalo, and you win, and you come back from 17 down, and basically you are the 180 of what you were a year ago. Um, if they had lost th- that game and it was a close game, I'm not saying that they wouldn't have said, man, that was a hell of a game and we played well. But O'Connor would have had the, then to convince them, right? Well, we lost, but, I mean, we came back and we rallied, and it's impressive, boys. But there's nothing like a W to be like, oh, okay. So so I, I think there's a difference between, in sports, you guys, I think there's a difference between arrogance and adding confidence. Um. 
arrogance can be a bad thing because then then you get haughty and then a team beats you and you're like, what happened? Um, but the confidence that O'Connell was talking about, that, that now the flag is in the ground, that you can go to a Super Bowl contender. I mean, the Vikings have played a lot of teams up until Sunday, and the only one that they had beat with a winning record was the Dolphins. So now you've got, to use your word, Phil, you've got a reference point. You've got now a point of, we went into Buffalo, weather was cold, really good team, really good QB, who, by the way, played, also incredibly important, and we won. I'm not saying that's going to make the Vikings arrogant. I am saying it's going to embolden them to to believe in themselves more, and that is important. Yeah. Uh, without giving away rankings, Dex, where, how do you contextualize the Vikings' Super Bowl contention right now? They're in the Tier 1. They're, they're a Tier 1 team right now. Um, I have them right up there with the Chiefs and the Bills. I, th- I think of, of all the three te- two teams in the AFC, the Eagles being the other team in the NFC, I think they're a Tier 1 Super Bowl team right now. And I understand, I think some Vikings fans are probably feeling a lot of disrespect. I, I made it a mission yesterday to listen to a lot more probably national podcasts and national stuff than I typically do in my commute and in, in my consumption of stuff because I wanted to hear what are they saying about the Vikings. Like, obviously, the Vikings-Bills game in itself was the most entertaining game of the football season last on Sunday. So what, what are they saying about the Vikings? And I would say still more than half of the people I listen to, people who I kind of respect and really like to seek out their opinion, said, not for real, not legitimate. And a lot of that probably comes from them not watching a lot of the games, but they see, all right, they're one-score games. They're only plus 38 in a point differential when they're seven and or when they're eight and one. Um, there's holes in their roster. Kirk Cousins has only been really good when it matters most, which is ironic because typically that's been the opposite of Kirk. But I, I think with the way that they, they are constructed right now and how they're winning games, how, I don't know how you cannot include them in the Super Bowl conversation in, in, in involving the teams that have the best chance to win a Super Bowl. The Vikings are part of that mix. You know, I, I I was doing the same thing, kind of just sampling. I'm curious about what the the national perception is after that game. And I heard a lot of talk about Buffalo's flaws and why Buffalo lost the game and how Buffalo can't win overtime games and all this stuff. And a lot less talk about the Vikings. But at this point, just you know, trying to speak on behalf of Vikings fans and maybe even the Vikings franchise, it doesn't matter what people or talking heads around the country think about the Vikings. The like this seeking of validation. I we we need Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp and Colin Cowherd to Colin Cowherd, by the way, who people including us, people laughed saying that they would double their win total from last year. Well, they've already pretty much equaled yeah. it, so maybe he was onto something. Um or they did equal it, right? Eight wins. Didn't they win eight last year? Yep. So they're kind of on pace for that. Yep. Um this franchise, it's it's not about getting the validation of talking heads and the and the media perception. It's about getting the validation from winning big games yourself, right? Go earn that respect by making a deep playoff run, by closing out the number one seed, by, I don't know, winning a Super Bowl for the first time in 60-plus years. That's part of the reason why people around the country don't necessarily take the Vikings as seriously because they are the franchise, they are the Charlie Brown, right, that always winds up, on their ass trying to kick the football. So un- until they change that narrative by actually going out and getting back to a Super Bowl and winning something, you know, substantive, they're going to be viewed as the team that just comes up short in big games. So it's on them to change the perception and the narrative. That's where I'm at with it. And 
I get one thing here, because unless you watch this team every week, Kirk's season does not compute. His stats are actually going down. And so you look at that as, I mean, keep in mind, these people watch highlights and look at stats. Like, they can't watch every game. So they they look at what Kirk's done, and they're like, well, it's still the same Kirk. His stats are going down, but he's getting fortunate, right? He's getting lucky. Well, if you watch the games, you have a much different view of Cousins and what this team is doing. So I get where they're coming from because they're trying to comment on every team. The other thing, though, is from a fan standpoint, and what I tweeted last night is we need to stop worrying about the noise as fans as well. This is what O'Connell is doing very effectively internally, but I feel like we get we so often get eaten up in this town, sports-wise as sports fans, by the noise of what this person is saying and what that person is saying, and it turns us into the woe is us, which is somewhat at times feels like a self-fulfilling prophecy then, because then we're like, well, yeah, of course we lost. Everyone said we couldn't win and blah, blah, blah. Screw that. Tune out the noise. Focus on the games. Focus on what this team is doing. Don't focus on the stats. Don't focus on Kirk stats. I would urge the cousin stands who are Vikings fans, and I know that there's some who are just Kirk fans, but who are cousins fans to also don't defend Kirk. Just allow this to play out. His stats are down. We made it very clear on the show. We don't give a damn. But the woe is us um, um, shrugging our shoulders, Eeyore demeanor that we carry in this town is useless to the goal of before I die personally, just turn 53, winning a Super Bowl. And I'm going to tell you right now, look at what O'Connell does in those post games. That's what everyone in this town needs to follow, which is uh, believe in yourself, take it game by game, don't get haughty, and most of all, don't allow everything else that's being said from New York and Los Angeles to affect how you feel about your team. Wow, sports dad, take a bow. Yeah, it's sports dad. I'm, came, we, we came here to... for some came here for some Vikings banter and wound up getting some some life lessons like an early '90s sitcom from uh, from sports yep. dad. This is great. Thank you very it was much. like the Bob Saget sit down. Right Boy meets sports well, dad. Right there. with like we needed like some soft piano music in the yeah. background. Here, here you go. I'll there, there. Well, let's wave the flag. Oh, you want to? Okay, okay. Yeah, sorry. Wave the flag. Let's wave the flag. Let's wave the flag. Let's wave the flag. I'm just. I'm so sick of being convinced that bad things are going to happen when you've got now a coach and GM who, first of all, have no idea and don't care about what's transpired. And second of all, this coach is a young, enthusiastic guy who's trying to, rightfully so, fly in the face of all the crap. And you've still got got this, well, listen to what they said on ESPN about who cares. Dude, I got in a fight on Twitter last night with some people. Mm. Shocking. I know. You did? Uh, a bunch of people started tweeting me. I don't know if, if it was just like, I don't know if this was a discussion happening before. I kind of jumped on at the end of the Monday Night Football game, and and people are saying, now we need the Eagles to, to dust themselves off and bounce back because the Eagles play the Packers in two weeks or something or in a week or two. Yeah, okay. That we need the yeah. Eagles to now go and get themselves back on track so they can beat the Packers. Mm-mm. And I was like, come again? I get that you're sort of trained as a Vikings fan to just always root against the Packers, even if even if world peace depends on a Packer victory. No, we must root against the Packers. Right. The Vikings are four and a half, five games clear of Green Bay at this point. If the division is in jeopardy, the Vikings have much bigger problems. Yeah. You want the Packers to be your friend in that Eagles game because and this is this is kind of classic Minnesota sports defeatism, right? 
It's what you were saying. We're kind of looking back over our shoulder. Oh, God. The Packers offense kind of got it together there in the second half. And, yeah, maybe the Packers offense did get it together. Who cares? They have six losses already. Mm-hmm. The division, I'm not, I'm not taking anything for granted here. I'm just saying, like, looking forward, you want the Eagles to lose games so the Vikings can get home field advantage, maybe even a bye to rest up through the NFC playoffs. But there's yeah. still this, like, well, but, the, but oh, but uh, bad things could happen. Look, look ahead. The Eagles are the, the Eagles are the team that you are trying to chase down in 2022. Usually, it's the Packers because they're almost always like a 13 win team. I found that dynamic interesting. And there's also the yeah, but it's the Packers, and we want to you know we want to watch them suffer. At this point, they, who cares about them? And they are suffering. They're and they are suffering. But also who? Season. But also who cares? Like if if we're gonna have a conversation, which we are right now on this show about this team potentially being a Super Bowl contender, okay? That's not about yeah. The, did you see what the Packers did this year? They were terrible. This is a Super Bowl discussion. And Phil, you're right. I mean, if we're talking about if the Green Bay Packers can help you get a buy, there's only one buy now. If the Green Bay Packers can help you get that, um, go Packers. Like that's the thing is, be confident. Don't be arrogant. Don't be. Don't get your eye. You, we need to keep our eye on the prize if we're going to talk Super Bowl. And that's not like, yeah, I just want the Packers to have another loss and another loss because Phil. Yeah, if the Vikings, if this gets to be a race, the Vikings are falling apart. Yeah, so it, like yeah, this only becomes a race if the Vikings like lose four games in a row or something. And, and in which case, okay, now there's now there's a new a new thing to address here. And then this discussion just ends. Yeah, like if they totally. go off the cliff, it it. So if we're going to have in November a discussion about this team potentially being something that I sure didn't expect, a Super Bowl contender, you need to keep your eye on what's important here and and what what the outside national people say is not. And like you just said, you know, Green Bay, you want them to lose and lose. No, if they're playing the right team, i.e. in this case, the Eagles, you want Green Bay to win. Uh, And and in terms of blocking out the noise, I think uh, we are noise because we do a podcast every day. So if you could block out all of the noise except us, that would be great. If you could just consume all of our noise on a daily basis, it would Mm -hmm. help us continue to grow. Uh, By the way, get the flag again here, Judd, because Purple Daily, thanks to Justin Jefferson's hand, Judd's flag waving, and uh, this community that you guys have helped us build is up to ninth on Apple's National Football Podcast chart. Now you're getting enthusiastic. Nice. Now you're getting enthusiastic. <laughs> Dude, this is kind of crazy. So this this happened drop something now. earlier in the year. Uh, what are you doing there? He dropped, dropped something. something. I dropped some notes. Oh, okay. My flag caused my notes to fly off my desk. Those are going to be very important notes for later in the show when we when we rank NFL teams here shortly. But uh, so the the Apple football podcast rankings include that Jason and Travis Kelsey podcast is number one, New Heights. Pardon My Take is number two, Barstool. Colin Cowherd is three. Uh, Around the NFL from NFL is four. And then there's a like there's a Fox Sports Joel Klatt, the college football podcast that everyone listens to. A couple college football podcasts here. Sirius XM's Tom Brady podcast with Larry Fitzgerald is eighth. Let's go. Purple Daily is ninth. 
ahead of Bussin' with the Boys barstool, Unnecessary Roughness barstool, um, Footballin' with Ben Roethlisberger. I didn't know he had a podcast. Yeah. Apparently so, we're, so, so we're coming And the for Athletic TV. Football Show. So we're coming for a TV. We are, we are one away from overtaking Tom Brady in the Apple oh, Football right. Podcast rankings. Okay. <laughs> my notes are secure. How crazy now. is that? I got my notes secure. That's awesome. That's pretty bonkers. Thank man. you. And I, I think it's. I Thank mean, you. listen, it's in part because you know we are charming, hilarious, Obviously. and uh, charismatic, and all of those things. But I think uh, when Justin Jefferson catches a pass like that, and the the game is as bonkers as it was, this kind of happened when Jim Harbaugh almost became the Vikings coach, and the Vikings were the center of the universe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for guys pumping awesome. the tires of Purple Daily. Uh, let's pump the tires real quick of our friends at Livia for helping a bunch of Purple Daily listeners and viewers lose weight over the past year. Let's do, do that. And right now, they have their best offer of the year. That's right. So it's getting to be cold. You're probably on the couch. Ho- holidays are coming, and you're saying to yourself, I'll work out or I'll try to lose weight later but here's the thing don't wait do it now feel great by spring heck you know what drop 20 25 pounds by the end of the football season perhaps the vikings hmm, let's just hypothesize here perhaps the vikings are playing a game in february and and you're going to make the trip to arizona for i think i can say the big game and you're like what am i going to wear imagine you've dropped enough weight to wear clothes that fit perfectly you're Feeling good? Again, best offer of the year, save 50% inside or outside the state because they can certainly do things virtually. 855-GO-LIVIA, livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Start losing the way today. The way to do that, livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. I got three words for you guys. Tootsie Roll Poops. <laughs> digestive health on uh, full display for Maya Mackey because of her Nutrisource chicken and rice. We went through another bag of uh, training treats as well. I mean, she doesn't really, she's still training a little. She's pretty young and uh, we've had her for like nine months. But it just, the treats. We also mixed in uh, the last couple of weeks, the, uh, the broth, the Nutrisource broth as well, Judd. So she's loving everything. Yes, yes, and Stella does too. In fact, there is a picture of my little doggy with her trading rewards treats. I mean, she looks like a spokesman, and she could be because this dog tries to go outside as much as possible. Is it because she has to go potty constantly? No, of course not. It's because she knows if she goes outside and comes back in that she is going to get rewarded with something delicious from our friends at Nutrisource. NutrisourcePetFoods.com, Minnesota-based company in Perm. But you can find them in all 50 states, NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find your retailer. And uh, a quick shout-out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated's been around for over 100 years, helping businesses maximize their level of success. Uh, It's like having a great offensive line protecting your business. Risk management tools and resources galore when you partner with Federated. You tap into that 100-plus years treasure trove of uh, expertise federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours it's time now for the pigskin packing order where do the vikings rank gentlemen this is where uh, we go into our uh our algorithm here and by the way uh i don't know old macadac for the second day is having some internet problems so you guys need to take the wheel you go ahead and just take the wheel from old macadac we'll do, we'll do carry underwood i can do that 
you just will take the wheel. So we, uh, yes. <laughs> so uh, we we each rank our top ten teams in the NFL, and we put together an aggregate sort of show ranking according to the Purple Daily CEO, CBO, clickbait officer, yep. and CBDO, the chief beverage distribution officer. That would be Judd, obviously. Thank you very much. So let's uh, let's rank some NFL right. teams here. Number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. How about them? Chiefs. They might be in for a loss or two at some point yeah. as well. That's not a not a perfect team. Nope. Okay, number two still the Philadelphia Eagles. But on shakier ground, we're gonna we'll kind of revisit oh, yeah. this at the end. Oh yeah. The Minnesota Vikings, we have moved up consensus from four to three. Put a pin in that. We'll circle back to that. Pin in that. We've got the Bills down to four after what we saw on Sunday with a healthy enough Josh Allen anyways. Mm-hmm. Dolphins up to five. Yeah. Ravens at six. Giants at seven. Interesting. Which is funny because... Who had them that high? So I'll give you... I'll spill the beans here. I had them ninth. Declan had them tenth. If that gives you any indication oh. of who the culprit is. The Giants? Who loves yeah, the I Giants. Wouldn't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't drop them too much yet. Dallas Cowboys, 8. Yep, lost to Green Bay. San Francisco 49ers at 9. And then the Seattle Seahawks still hanging in there despite a loss at 10. So Chiefs, Eagles, Vikings, Bills, Dolphins. That's the top five. Ravens, Giants, Cowboys, Niners, Seahawks. Where did we have the Vikings? Declan had them up to second after an Eagles loss last night. So Declan had, we all had Chiefs number one. Declan had Chiefs 1, Vikings 2, Eagles 3. Mm-hmm. Judd and I had Chiefs 1, Eagles 2, Vikings 3. And then we all had the Bills either 4th or Judd had them 6th. But Declan, you had the Vikings 2nd. We had the Vikings 3rd, Judd. Uh, what do you think? What do you make of our, our rankings here? Uh, I think it's very fair. I think it's starting to take some shape now, too. This is probably the most confident I've been about these top 10s uh, all year. Because it feels like now as is traditionally the case when, when we approach uh, late November, that you start to get a little bit better feel. But, I mean, when you're looking at the at the NFC teams that I think are all very closely grouped, because I think they're closely grouped, Eagles, Vikings, Giants, Cowboys, Niners, and perhaps Seahawks, for me, are all yeah. in that group. Like, there's no team that I would say, oh, that team is clear. Like, the Vikings would kick the Giants' ass or something. I wouldn't say that. So I think it's very fair, and I think it's and I think it's very interesting, and this is why it's going to be a dogfight, which will be great fun uh, for whoever does come out of the NFC. I will say that I was watching uh, Stephen A. Smith do his top five list about five minutes ago, and outside of four and five being flipped, he has the same five teams that we have in our top five as well. He has the Chiefs one, the Eagles two, the Vikings three, the Dolphins four, and the Bills five. Mm. See, the the Bills are, are so interesting because at their best, they can just smoke anyone. But then they also have a quarterback that is going to throw like two or three interceptable passes every game. And they don't have a... I think Josh Allen's their leading rusher as well this season. So they don't have a super reliable run game. Correct. But their defense is largely very good, although the Vikings scored 33 on them. So well. Here's my question for you guys. When we get to the playoffs, and this probably depends on track and where they're playing too, but 
how much do you see the Dolphins as a playoff-type team? Because, I mean, they rely on a high-flying. It's fun to watch, but in the playoffs, I feel like Tua and the Dolphins uh, potentially could be slowed. I mean, it all depends, man. Yeah. If they're playing at home and it's 75, 80 degrees and you can get those wide receivers running around. Now, if they're playing yeah. in windy Buffalo and there's snow coming down or something, then maybe it's a little bit different. And then how much do you trust Tua in huge games on the road? If they can get home field advantage for some of these, though, I that's a sneak. That's a really good offense. And it's a mm-hmm. sneaky good overall. Team. I know he missed three games, but Tua's is like number one or two in almost every major passing statistic right now. Like he is. Really good. He is not. He's being propped up, and credit to to McDaniel's for getting them. Um, Mike McDaniel's for getting them propped up correct, correctly. But like Tua Tagovailoa is good. Like I don't think there's a debate anymore. He's a very good quarterback. You know this. You guys might disagree with this, but on the Viking side, in terms of like like the Eagles are a team to just because they lost and may, maybe they peaked already. I don't know. That's the Eagles are a problem. Don't get me wrong. Yep. But the other team on this list of ten in the NFC that I think is maybe even a bigger problem in the playoffs is the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. Weapons, they're tough. They have a defense. Um, We already kind of saw what happened when the Vikings went and played them a few years ago on the road. So, again, if you're looking at the rest of the schedule here, how important is it to play home games in the playoffs? Well, would you rather go back to San Francisco and do that whole thing again, or would you rather them come into 70,000 crazy Vikings fans inside U.S. Bank Stadium? But... Uh, I think the I think the Forty ers at the end of the day are going to be more of a problem than the Cowboys and the Giants, even though we have them below those teams in these ten. And don't rule out the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers have not made our ten in quite some time, but we've seen some lifeless Tom Brady teams mid season, including the year they won the Super Bowl in two thousand twenty. So I would I would not just dismiss the Buccaneers as a future problem for the Vikings in the playoffs too. And on the. Uh... San Fran discussion, too. The one thing is, and we've seen this before, and it doesn't always translate through the entire playoffs and certainly to the Super Bowl, but Jimmy Garoppolo finds ways to win, which is sort of what Kirk is now doing, right? Like yeah. It's like, okay, Kirk's stats aren't great, but oh my God, they won. Um, credit Kirk. But I, I think that's the biggest thing, Phil, through the years in our conversation about Garoppolo has been that, right? Like the stats aren't great, throws a couple of bad picks, and then San Fran wins. So... They scare me. The other team that I think is sort of the wild card in, in this entire thing, and I don't know what to make of them, but they could be on the fringe of being a little bit frightening. Seahawks. Geno Smith's having this weird, weirdly really good, yeah. good year. Um, now, they lost to Tampa, but you know what? All teams suffer weird and bad defeats at some point. So, like, I wouldn't yeah. dismiss that. Um, but I, I'm going to be very curious – because uh, I, I assume that they're going to be in the playoffs, what Geno Smith and Seattle can do in that first game to see if they can set a tempo, because it'll be a close game is my guess, but I wouldn't be shocked if they won. No other team has scored more points in the NFC than the Seattle Seahawks. How about that? Geno Smith, man. I know. But they've yeah. got two. They got Tyler Lockett. They've got DK Metcalf. They've mm-hmm. got that rookie running back, that Kenneth Walker, and a young, fast defense, so... That's how quick it can turn in the NFL. If you if you if you nail like five draft picks in one year or like eight over two years, and they become starters, all of a sudden now you're young, fresh, and back on the rise. Which coaches on on this list of NFC teams right here? Which coaches do you respect? 
the most too. So, so like, because I, I mean, Mike playoff McCarthy, co- <laughs> playoff coaching matters, right? No, exactly though. Mike Bri- McCarthy, Honestly, Brian, hear- Brian Dable, yeah, Brian Dable with the Giants. There's some, there's something about him and the the effect he had in Buffalo. I agree. Pete Carroll, a little bit, I would say, just like getting a team to to believe. There's something about th- there's something about that Seahawks team that feels a little like it did in 2010, 11, and 12, kind of leading up to when they won a Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan against O'Connell could be a heavyweight young geniuses yeah, matchup. I love it, man. Yeah, I don't know what to make of Nick Sirianni yet, but he's got I'm that team you. playing its ass off. Six. But I'm with you. Uh, uh, yes, I like that point. I like McDaniel's way he's building, but I can see that dude being super overwhelmed and wild card weekend on the road. Like I could see him being complete. I don't know if they'll be on the road, but I can see him being completely overwhelmed and shipwrecking something. Okay, I'll give you another one. Uh-huh. No one's talking about this team, and I'm not saying they're in the ten, but the the bottom of the NFC playoff picture is wide open. Uh-huh. The Washington Commanders might at some point have something to say as a wild card team, as like a eight or a nine win wild card team that just like they just went on the road and beat Philadelphia. Ron Rivera has a way of just getting a team to elevate above where it's supposed to be. So, again, these are all teams like I think the Vikings are at the top of this bunch, but it's kind of fun to look at. All right, who might you square off against in a couple months from now? So, and the Commanders are what? They're back to 500, right? Aren't they 5-5 five and five after that win yes. so. last night? So. Everyone in that di- division is is 500 or above. After that division was a complete joke for how long? Like three years, yeah. two years? And the NFC South is garbage. Yes. So there you go. There's your pigskin pecking order for this week here. We got the Vikings as the third best team in the National Football League. Real quick, let's go around. What are some other outlets saying about the Vikings here this morning? Some of the, well, these are some of the projection sites here. Like 538 is one of them. And uh, they currently give the Vikings the third best odds to win the Super Bowl. 11% chance to win the Super Bowl. They give the Vikings a greater than 99% chance to win the division. Just so you guys are not freaking out over, oh my God, what if the Packers win some games? I'm not going to count my chickens before uh, they hatch, but this division is largely on ice right now. Um, but the this is the key thing. The Vikings are tied with the Eagles now. Well, actually, the Eagles have a 41% chance to get the number one seed. Vikings at 40%. So it's basically neck and neck for the Eagles and the Vikings to be the number one seed. Uh, Chiefs, 21% to win the Super Bowl. Bills, 12%. Vikings and Eagles both at 11% to win the Super Bowl. That's the highest the odds have been in years. I think in probably in 10 years. I think for the first time after what transpired on Sunday that you have to give the Vikings at least a real chance of being in that game. And And if you get to that game... You play the Chiefs, it's going to, to be hard, but weird stuff can take place, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, But I think what's changed now is, and, and again, like it or not, this is why the Bills win, the win is so important, because that now emboldens you to say, you know what, you can't dismiss them. Like, you can't just write them off. They lose that, that game, I think a lot of folks are like, all right, so we sort of saw, you know, they, they gave it their best punch, cute, and fell short. But the fact that they won, I think, changes the narrative to a to a point of saying you have to take them seriously, if nothing else, to get out of the conference. Yeah. Uh, over on footballoutsiders.com, they're always a little conservative with some of the stuff. So 
Well, this is interesting. So the Eagles and Vikings are both 8-1. and one. They've got the Eagles projected to finish with 14 wins, but they've got the Vikings projected to finish with 12 wins. So they've got the Vikings playing sort of 500 football the rest of the way. Mm. And that's what you'll see with like ESPN's FPI. The analytics don't love the Vikings mm-hmm. because the Vikings give up a lot of yards on defense. They don't blow teams out. So they... Point differential-wise and yard differential-wise, they profile like more of a 509-win team. But they're finding ways in the margins to win all of these games. And so what Football Outsiders are saying is that's going to catch up to them a little bit. Not enough to like derail their season. They've already built enough wins up, but, but they see some regression in the second half of the schedule. They still have the Vikings at uh, 3% to win the Super Bowl, the ninth most likely team to win the Super Bowl. Tough question here, Phil, but what, what's your opinion of what how advanced metrics apply to football as opposed to um, baseball or basketball? Because, like, when Josh Allen drops the snap in the in end zone, that is such a, like, sort of arbitrary thing. That well, it's, can- but that's, it's no, it's lucky. It's lu- It was lucky. Right, no, but I'm the, saying. The, the Vikings right. should have lost the game. That's my point. But like, so, so, but I mean, when you're getting a season of good luck and fortune, how, how much does that change the, yes, they shouldn't have won, but they did. And you can't take that away from them. Well, that, but that's what this is saying. It's saying, Hey, we know that they got lucky and won another game, but if they keep, if that process continues, if the process that happened in Buffalo continues, mm-hmm. they aren't winning that game very often at all. So you don't have to apologize for the win. So that's the other thing here too, is, Let's say they play 500 football the rest of the way. Well, 12 and 5 still maybe gets them, sure gets them a home playoff game. So, um, like, they've already, they've already, luck or not, they've already built up enough equity right. so far this season. Oh, anywho, before we get to Judd guesses the PFF grades, a shout-out to our friends over at Prize Picks, the easy way to play daily fantasy. So prize picks is great for a million different reasons, uh, but you can do like mixed sports entries, NFL, NBA, NHL. Uh, you can win up to 10 times on any entry, picking between two and five players and an over-under on a projection. Use the promo code NORTH and prize picks will match your first up to 100. Promo code NORTH, prize picks will match up to $100. Prizepicks.com and the prize picks app. Are we still alive here? Uh, you're, you're, you're trying. You're you're inching along. Um, if you want, I can potentially do PFF grades with Judd here. I have top five offense and defense pulled up. Judd, do you want? Let's go down. Let's do. It. Let's do top yep. three. Top, top three, three offensive okay. performers. Yep. Top yep. three defensive top three. performers. Yep. That's all, all we right. Do. All right. That's all Judd. I gotta guess. All right, Judd. So let's go with the top three offensive performers according to PFF on Sunday against the Bills. All right, Justin Jefferson is obviously one of them. That is correct. I was ridiculed last week, um, and I guessed him. So I'm not going. So I'm going to, uh, despite his long touchdown run, I'm going to guess that Dalvin Cook is not a- among them this week. I was trying to think of like skill position against offensive linemen. Uh, I'm going to guess this because this guy had a solid game, and mm-hmm. I think would have probably graded out pretty well. Uh, I think he was fourth last week against Washington. Phil said, I'm going to guess TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawk was not among the top five players. 
All right. After that, skill position wise, I I don't. I'm at a loss, so I'm going to do the old standby, the old fallback that I did last week, which is I'm going to start guessing offensive linemen. Um. Okay. So just quickly thinking out loud here, Christian Darrisaw didn't play the entire game because I think he would have, he might have made it, but he did have the hold against him. So. I did see some film circulating around of some pretty nice blocks by a guy who was terrible against Washington. I'm going to guess Ezra Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland with a 90.2 PFF grade. All right. Ed Ingram, Ed tripped Cousins twice. Twice. I think that's going to be held against him, yes. (laughs) When when you trip your quarterback not once but twice. Um, I didn't see much from Bradbury. He played fine, but I mean, I I don't think that he he would have been a top graded guy. Um, so that leaves us with one guy, and he consistently, I think, does really well. Brian O'Neill. Wow, look at Judd. Those are the top three players: Jefferson ninety one point one, Ezra Cleveland so ninety point two, Brian O'Neill seventy eight point six. Correct. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson was not among the top five offensive graded players for the Vikings. All right. Um, Let's do top three defensive graded players. The top three defensive graded players for the Vikings against the Bills. First one's easy. The veteran, long in the tooth, but long in experience, Justin Jefferson. What? I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Patrick (laughs) Peterson. I was getting my... Sorry. Phil disappeared and I I lost my thought. Uh, I lost my thought. Yes, Patrick Peterson. Yeah, Pat P was third. He was third among the top five graded players. On Sunday. Uh, next up, I am going to guess because this guy I know had a good game. Uh, going back to Buffalo, he got a game ball. I'm going to guess Harrison Phillips. The highest graded player on defense for the Vikings on Sunday was oh, indeed wow. Harrison Phillips, an 87.0 grade. The, the fire hydrant, as he liked to call himself, the, uh, the fire hydrant who uh, can do all that dirty work. I think Mac Interesting. Mac's back there. And then my my final third guess is going to be a guy who put up pretty good statistics in the game, and I felt made some plays. Um, Eric Kendricks. Believe it or not, Eric Kendricks was the worst graded player on defense for the Vikings on Sunday, Jeff. Got a game ball. If I'm Kevin O'Connell, I'm taking that game ball back after I saw those PFF grades. I'm like, Eric, I'm sorry, buddy. The PFF grades came out. Hmm. Gonna need that game ball so back. you get a touchdown. You recover a ball in the end zone. I, I know it's sort of lucky, but you get in yeah. there and recover that ball, and you get the worst grade from PFF. What? Okay, yes. Judge. What's yeah. going on, Collinsworth? It's luck. No, that's that's luck. Yeah, I know. I know. I was kidding. No, I don't think you're kidding. You guys settle down. Everyone settle down. Uh, all right. So, oh boy, this is a this is the toughest one. Then, um. Obviously, no other cornerback played great. Harrison Smith didn't have a pick again. Zadarius Smith got hurt a couple of times. All right, I think I, he had a sack. I'll guess him. Daniel Hunter. There you go, Judd. Harrison right. Phillips, 87 grade as number one. Daniel Hunter, number two at 84.1. Patrick Peterson, 82.4. So you did it. You, did, you didn't burn all man. of your guesses. You did well. I'd like to help. I'd like to help my friends at PFF start to factor in luck as a p- part of the grade. If you get a touchdown, you shoot up right to the top of the <laughs> rankings. They should have who are the luckiest players in the NFL this year. Uh, if we were going sample size, Duke Shelley with uh, three snaps, yeah. eighty nine point two grade. In this we got to figure out. So Duke. if a Caleb, 
if, if a Caleb Evans is going to be sidelined against the Cowboys because of his concussion and Cam Dantzler can't play because he's on IR, does Andrew Booth start or does Duke Shelley get the start? That's a great. Booth, I, I, it's a Booth huge indictment on Booth on. if he doesn't. Start, well, right. Booth was getting. I mean, rightfully so, and it was smart. But they went right after Booth with Diggs, and and the one thing the Vikings won't do, and I almost don't blame them, but they will not have Peterson play sides. So he's he's anchored. Both of the corners are going to be anchored, and in zone they have to be. So I wonder who gets the start. If Evans can't come back from the concussion, yeah, Duke Shelley. Uh, they're, they're they're fairly deep. They're fairly deep. They've got some guys who can play. If a Caleb Evans can't play, we know that Duke Shelley at least had uh, one nice play in three snaps. So we'll see. So all right. Well, there's Purple Daily Daily Vikings He's Entertainment. Back. Judd Whitehead, uh, Kirk Cousins, the worst graded player on offense too for the Vikings in that. Oh, game. wasn't? I thought it was Johnny Munt. I thought I saw Munt, but regardless, Munt. it was not a good performance from him. Uh, worst graded starter. Oh, worst okay. graded starter. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And Johnny Munt was the worst graded player. So, but that's Munt season's that's over, guys. It might be. Munt season <laughs> might be done. But you know what? He served his purpose. Good for yeah. him. All right. We'll see you guys uh, for a Write That Down Wednesday tomorrow. Please click subscribe and the like button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.